Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday night, which can only mean we're talking NASCAR with Phil and Steve. What's going on, Phil? Hey man, how's it going? It's uh, 10.30 at night, so we're a little early for Steve, but uh, we got two races. Let's knock it out. That's right. We're going to do the podcast, and then Steve, then you'll be hitting your peak in about half an hour later, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to take advantage of that, but... um... We talk, yeah, I mean, we got, we got a couple races, so we can knock this out real quick. Um, yeah, I'm ready, ready to go. Fuck yeah. I love it. I love it. How'd we do last week, boys? Um, man, <clears throat> honestly, I can't remember off the top of my, my head. Jeez, and that question always comes. Uh, let me pull up the tracker here. Steve, t- what, what happened specifically, though? Do you, do you remember anything? <clears throat> oh, I'm just, yeah, just clearing my throat there. Um, oh, boy. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, we man, we we had it all right. I really, I I don't think we had bad plays. Um, but. Oh, I remember now. I'm looking at the tracker. I remember the memories yeah, come uh, flooding back. Yeah, man, we lost like six units, but um, we we made a lot of good plays that that got just just railroaded there. Um, so you know, bad accidents, uh, bad timing on. We had, we had a couple head to heads that got knocked out real early, just uh, by virtue of of um, incident that was of no fault of our drivers but you know that that happens in this in this game i saw you begging it for was, a caution flag at some point it, yeah, yeah it seems seems like we we're always begging for a caution at the end <laughs> it was one of those weeks where uh everything you touch died yeah unfortunately but those weeks happen you know because it was I had um, noah gregson was running up there in the top five and i mean he had legitimate like I mean, if, if he got a restart, like what well, you always get, he could have, you know, re- no, was a great, great, uh, you know, on restart. So he, he could have mixed it up there. He was like, he was like 100 to one. I got in a little bit on that. But of course, as soon as you took it, the guy spun and the car was dead. He was pretty much uh, side tailing and all the way down to pit road, unfortunately. 
Yeah, just one of those weeks, man. Just yeah. one of those weeks. So we're we're moving on. This is actually we're we're heading to Richmond. Only two races, but this is one of Steve's favorite tracks. And in fact, if I could quote his Twitter account earlier this year, he said he wishes every week could be at Richmond. Hmm. You don't hear many people saying stuff like that about Richmond. Well, I mean, I, I think I was talking about New Hampshire, but this is a very uh, comparable track to New Hampshire. So, yes, I do like Richmond. It's very predictable, like New Hampshire. So, Nice. Well, that's good news. That's good news for the handicap, and it's good news for the betters. So um, let's start with the trucks, man. What, what do you like? All right. Well, let's see. Uh, let's check my notes here. We got, uh, we got Shannon Smith to start out the card. Um, plus 700, uh, DraftKings FanDuel. Um, we're going to be talking about Toyota a whole lot this week. Uh, and it's going to start out here in the truck series. We are going to start with Shannon Smith. Uh, guy that's very good on short tracks, super good overall. I mean, his, he's had a pretty good season. When he, I'm, I'm going to be using some new, a new modeling technique this week. I'm fishing around with. Uh, I'm pretty much going to be taking in a truck series. I'm taking three racetracks to look at uh, as far as driver ratings go. It's going to be uh, Martinsville, Gateway, and IRP, which was the last event the trucks were racing at. And um, if you look at those, I mean, I have two models up here. Uh, one, one of them is with Gateway and one of them is without Gateway. Uh, Gateway is kind of more of a higher speed flat track. So I have one with one including Martinsville and IRP and then another that includes Gateway. And Chandler Smith is pretty much hanging around there in the first or first or second position there when it comes to uh both sections there Ooh. so Shatter smith there uh seven to one as the fifth favorite looks pretty good in the model here nice so no matter where he's at he, the blue steel always works right so that's kind of where we're starting out there i got him to win for a top three not quite taking a top five it's a little juicy there at minus 125 this is a racetrack where uh strategy and tire wear is is king so if you get off on the wrong strategy you can kind of uh get caught up in some bad variance there if you're better so playing the juice may not be our wheelhouse here this weekend gotcha yeah man um i mean just to add in when when you sent over the plays that you were looking at steve i uh, i was pumped up because kbm owned this track last year they finished first second fourth they led like a hundred and I think it was like a hundred and seventy something out of the two hundred and fifty laps. I mean, they own it. So, um, you know, I was eager to go back there and Chandler Smith that that checks that box for me. All right, happy to hear it. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I wasn't really looking at track history. I was so focused this week. I'm pretty much looking at how these guys have been running like this year on comparable tracks. And uh, you're right. I mean, John Harnevichek. Um, led 114 laps, I think, here last year. Uh, driver rating of 140.9. So his teammate, uh, Shannon Smith, this year has pretty much ran equally as well as John Hunter. So he can definitely repl replicate that in his place this, uh, this year, I'd say. Yeah, he, he led 20. Chandler Smith did led like 20 something laps as well. So they 24. They both, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think Kyle led 26, something like that. So. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Busch in the race, and these guys pretty much 
staying right uh right next to him so yeah that was that was fantastic so it's confirmation bias i like it i like it uh who else who else are you looking at this week well to be honest i was looking at grant Enfinger, and i liked him before i didn't even look at track history but if you look at his track history in the past two races uh he has the second best driver rating at 129.7 led 89 laps in that in those uh two races average finish 4.5 i I was looking at his performance this year in the truck series with that new team um if you if you look strictly at irp he had pretty much the best truck in that race and he he won the race um Pretty much drove away from the field. It started kind of in the middle of the pack. Um, so it's, it's a really, really good race for him. I'm not I'm trying to pull this back up here. But yeah, Enfinger, um, right? He was he struggled at Gateway a little bit. So if we take his Gateway number out, uh, he ranks out a lot better. He is pretty good at Martinsville. But Richmond, I mean, Richmond appears to be a track where he pretty much dominates. Uh, so when you look at strictly this racetrack so it looks uh like uh, i, I want to bag end finger a lot this week yeah i mean and and he was in that that top three as well last year so he checks the the track history box so i'm i'm in i'm in on end finger as well all right i got uh one more and i'll ask you i, I guess i'll check in with you and see what you think uh overall if you have anything else but uh I got Stuart Stuart Friesen at uh, fifteen to one. Uh, should be pretty widely available. Just uh, going back to the model here, I got Friesen ranking third best when it comes to Gateway and Martinsville and IRP all together, and especially Gateway. He was very good, and IRP he was the third best when uh, looking at averages there. Um, season seems to be kind of a bounce back year for freezing he's um especially lately coming on uh gateway and rp two more of the recent races if you like a little bit of a recent performance recent form uh freezing's your guy at he had a, he got he's kind of going under underlooked but uh yeah he, he had a really strong truck at rp and i expect uh that to relate very well to uh richmond this weekend should have a lot. He has a lot of uh, experience on the racetrack. I think veterans do pretty well at Richmond. You got to know how to manage the tire wear. So, reasons guy like uh, a pretty long number. So pretty solid there. Yeah, I, I don't have I don't have any real feel for Friesen. He didn't really stick out on any of my metrics, but I trust you. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be betting that as well. All right, I got him for yeah to win, and I have him for a top five. He's uh, should still be at plus one seventy five on NGM. Yeah, I, I dig that. That sounds like a a nice buy there. So, yeah, sign me up. All right, that's all I got. Um, I mean, I have some top fives, but for some pretty long shots as well. But do you have anything else for the outrights or top fives, et cetera? No, um, I just I had to. A couple of head-to-heads that we had we had spotlighted earlier in the week. So uh, if you want to if you want to take it away for for what you found, by all means, I'm all yeah. Just, I'll just talk about the top fives a little bit. I'm I'm pretty much just doing some number shopping here. Uh, Derek Krause is plus five fifty, and Matt Crafton is plus six fifty for a top five finish on NGM. Uh, Derek Krause has had a very good season. 
I'm looking at the – he's been running around the top seven or eight for most of these late – you know, latest races. He was very strong at Gateway. If I just – if I sort Gateway here, I mean – we're not looking at Gateway all that much, but it's, it's nice to see a guy running well at Gateway. He was seventh, so if you can get him anywhere close to that, um, you know, late in the race, maybe late race restart, etc. You know how Tyler and strategies can really shuffle up. So you know, you know, I like taking these longer shots. I don't mind at all because, like I said, the strategies can get really, really wild. So yeah, man, if if you get somebody on some fresh tires when. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's on old stuff. You're a rocket ship. You're a second and a half faster than the field. So, um, you know, you can go from from 20th to that top five spot in a handful of laps. It, it's, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So that it, that seems like a really long number for what should be a good truck. Yeah, and Matt Crafton's in the playoffs, so you know he's going to be still uh, bringing the, as much heat as he possibly can. So plus 650 oh, yeah. to me feels like a little bit off. You know, bad price. Yeah, I mean, we're getting a motivated guy here and a, a wily veteran. And that, that seems like a guy that, you know, if he's running on the, the you know, just outside the top 10 or something, and there is that that late race restart, that's probably a guy that'll gamble for tires. So, um, yeah, Crafton for sure. I mean, he, he, um, he's got a lot of, a lot of wisdom to lean on here. All right, perfect. You can go ahead and talk about the matchups, I guess. Oh, sure. Um, Honestly, they were just KBM plays. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, Chandler Smith over Carson Hasevar, minus 115 at DraftKings, and then Corey Heim over Ty Majeski, minus 120 at DraftKings. Did we lose you, Phil? I think he's gone. I'm still yeah. here. You're still here. Well, <laughs> we can wait a second see if he comes back. Uh, otherwise, Steve, do you have the list? Yeah, I got it, man. Um, I mean, he was pretty much just talking about KBM with yeah, yeah, yeah. there, and uh, we kind of talked about him enough already. Right. Um, Corey Heim over time Majeski. Uh, Corey Heim, if I bring up Corey Heim's modeling here and my stats, uh, fastest truck at Gateway, and um, once again, really strong at IRP. So uh, when you just compare those two tracks, he actually ranks out number one when it comes to the numbers there. So with that in mind, I would pretty much uh, be perfectly comfortable betting him against Ty Majeski. Okay. Yeah. And then one more for the matchups. And we got Stuart Friesen. I talked about Stuart Friesen a little bit here. Um, Taking him over Ben Rhodes plus 110. So I'm pretty much going back to what I was saying about uh, the tire wear, the uh, multiple strategies that can happen. I I looked at this. Looks like we have an update from Phil. His electric just flickered on and off. Oh boy! So he makes New Jersey like sound like it's out in the middle of nowhere, like it lives in a log cabin. Steve, what's what's going on over there? Yeah, it's it's not quite that, but uh, it's it's kind of it's almost in the middle of nowhere like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is I think this is the second time in in recent memory where he's been having trouble with his power. So. Right. Uh, that's uh, things you can get things figured out over there. You've got a generator at your compound, right? Just in case, like, you know, the society crumbles, is, right? You're ready to roll. I do. I, I <laughs> there was one week actually where I think my power was out for five, six days. No shit. 
Yeah, man, that was a really difficult week. I'll bet. I don't want to see that happen ever again. Oh, God. <laughs> New Jersey, everybody. You should go live there. Yeah. Uh, coming from a guy that, that doesn't live in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We have to boil our water up here. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> oh, is there anything else in trucks we should look at? Or no, just solidifying my, solidifying my analysis. I'm yeah, freezing yeah. over roads there. Uh, ben Rhodes is kind of having an off season a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely excels when it comes to this track type and the flat flat tracks. But uh, kind of looking at what happened when he did at IRP, he wasn't all that fast. He was kind of mid pack. Um, I just like Stuart Friesen, and I think he's his form is in better shape with uh, than Rhodes here. You're getting him at a plus number, so you don't even need to win this matchup more than fifty percent of the time to profit long term. So you gotta love that. It's great, and it's gonna win like seventy percent, right? So fuck it. Yeah, let's hope, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. All right, where are we turning to now? Uh, well, we got one more. It's Cup let's Series. It. Oh, let's uh, let's head on over. We can't count so, on Phil. We don't. He, he may never be back. This may be it. No, it's just me and you, man. That's it for the rest well, of it. Hopefully, did you, hopefully did your research this week, right? Uh, just tell me who the sponsor is of the race, and then I'll go from there. Oh, let, yeah, let's start with that, right? Always got to start with the sponsor. What do we got? We got the oh Federated Auto Parts four hundred. Who's who's who? Does that does anybody drive for Federated? No, no sponsors from uh, Federated Auto Parts, okay. unfortunately. Then uh, I'm leaning everything. Yeah, so no locks, unfortunately. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, with that in mind, uh, it will go over, and I bet some poll winners. I'm not sure what the numbers are right now, but um, if these numbers are still available, uh, looks like they're not. Um, yeah, I mean, I had Logano um, plus 2,000 and William Barn plus 2,500. They moved now to 2,000 and 1,500. I'd probably lay off at this point from them. Um, maybe, maybe take a crack at William Byron. I think he, he's going to be super volatile this weekend. I think the books are kind of doing him a little bit of injustice. His recent form has been pretty bad. He's been qualifying in the back. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you look at Byron's numbers, I also bet him to win outright, so I'll spoil that there for a little bit. Oh, okay. So I, I'm taking him for the pole and win outright because those kind of correlate. Uh, track position matters a lot at Richmond. So I'm looking at Byron's numbers here. So he's he had pretty much had the best car at Martinsville. His Richmond numbers are very good. I, I mean, I'm going all the way back to the clash, the very first race of the season. I know people don't like to use those numbers, but I'm using those numbers because the track was flat and you know, it was short. Uh, you know, I think it was maybe a quarter mile track, so – it's it, it's pretty comparable to um, if you look these this type. He's just been really good at flat tracks. Uh, even at New Hampshire, he, he was better than um, how he's been running uh, past few weeks. So I, I, I don't mind looking at William Byron. He ran. He, he's been preparing on this track type. I believe he's been running some late models, etc. So he's kind of. Tra- He's been running more short tracks, so his skill set's been improved in this area. So I don't mind going back to him when the books may not feel so confident. Mm, I like that. Hey, so, guys. Oh, hi. Hey. You're yeah, just in I, time. 
I have no idea what happened. Like the the lights went out in my house for about ten seconds, and then uh, just had to wait for the modem to to boot back up. So I I am sorry, gang, but I, I hope we're we're still betting on Corey Heim and uh, and Chandler Smith in those matchups. Yeah, we moved on. Uh, we, I, I covered them a little bit. But good, 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 good. <laughs> but what you were saying about Heim and KBM, et cetera. Covered my freezing over Ben Rhodes' play. So he moved on the cup. We're just talking about some uh, pole winners and outrights. Nice, nice. Again, I'm sorry. So, but here we are. Welcome back. Thanks, hey, Orch. What's up? We were just talking <laughs> about your power outages. Yeah, yeah, it's rolling blackouts here in New Jersey or something. <laughs> oh, boy. It's turning more and more into California over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So um, I'll just listen in and get caught up. Yeah, I was talking about uh, William Byron a little bit. I was talking about taking his pole odds to win the pole over there. It's a, it's still 20 to 1. It dropped a little bit from 25. But, uh, I mean, Byron's been uh, running a lot of short track stuff, so I feel pretty good about it. I, I know you, you didn't feel so confident in him, so please do give me your thoughts on Byron this week. All right. Well, my my thoughts, my bets go wherever you tell me. That 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 much is clear. But um, Byron, man, so in green flag speed, he's had you know top top ten equipment every single week, and he just finds a way to not get the finishes to go along with it. it you know, he's had one top five. I'm sorry, one top ten since that Martinsville win. But I think the Martinsville win plays into this week a little bit, like you said, with the short track stuff. So. I'm not afraid to to bet Byron this week. He's not my favorite, um, but you know they they've got that that short track package figured out. So mm-hmm. um, if you say it's time to go back to Byron, then let's uh, you know let's go back to the well. Yeah, I was I was just looking at the model, and um, I for this one uh, I'm pretty much used. I didn't really cover this to start as in the intro of the Cup Series. So I guess let's go back a little bit. I'm I'm using the Clash. Um, in uh, Los Angeles, okay. I'm using Phoenix, Richmond, Martinsville, Gateway, and New Hampshire. So those are like my six that I'm using for this season. Not really looking too much at track history because of the new car, as always. Uh, maybe next year we can finally stop talking about that. I'm gonna have to use <laughs> the previous <laughs> year's yeah. data, but we'll have a full year of data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for, for now, we're still just using this year's data. So I'm using those six races. And I said, the Clash, I, I feel like it's significant because look at the look who was good at the Clash. I mean, you got Kyle Busch, he won. You got Logano, very good on short tracks. Christopher Bell was okay. Uh, but William Byron's right up there again in the Clash. He was near the top of that, of those numbers. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and if you'd look at all those if you look at the five races that you can take kind of the, the, the gateway race out that's kind mm-hmm. of more like an intermediate track William Byron ranks second right behind Chase Elliott and those okay. are two guys that we're on I mean nothing that I'm on this week and this is before like I even ran this model so like this kind of like my my initial thoughts kind of suited what the numbers told me Nice. Yeah, no, I, I like Elliot a lot this week, so um, I'm with you. We're 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 like minded. So, what All else? Right. Uh, I I see your top tens here. 
um, unless there was more winners that you wanted to cover. I, yeah, I only had Joey Logano. I, I know a lot of people are also on Kevin Harvick. I don't mind that. Uh, I'm not. I'm probably not going to bet him at fifteen to one. Um, feel short. It feels most. I think there's some people that uh, look at his win last week and think, "Oh, Kevin Harvick's back." But uh, let's be honest, he got lucky with the caution. <laughs> Big time. Big it's time. Not, you know, it's not like he had like race winning speed or anything. Like I'm not. No. <laughs> so I, I'm not looking at him to play to play him at fifteen to one. It just doesn't feel long enough to me. So I'm gonna go with Logano though. There at. He he's down to fifteen to one, but he ranks up pretty well. Um, he's always been really good at uh, short flats. Uh, his worst rating this year was at Richmond, point uh, seven eight. But do you remember, if you remember correctly, uh, he had a, I believe the jack broke in that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I do remember that. So if you take that out, I'm sure that number declines drastically. So he's been the most consistent guy when it, I believe when it comes to this this, this type of racetrack. He, I mean, even even more than like Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney is like all over the map. He's uh, he's he's at the top of the board. He's all the way down on the board, like you saw in New Hampshire. So I think Logano is kind of like that guy I can really rely on. Yeah, no, because um, and I think Logano has the highest green flag speed this year in 2022. Um, so. That's pretty cool. That's you know that feels good. Yeah, love it. Yeah. So, and I, cool. I, I added on to some top tens. Uh, really, it's just those guys again. It's Harvick minus one seventy. He's on Fanduel, and uh, Logano is minus one thirty five for a top ten. I thought that number was absolutely shocking to me. And where where is that number? That is also on Fanduel. It is easily the best number on the market. Man, one thirty-five. That feels like stealing. That does feel like stealing, man. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. So we'll, we'll like lay the I hammer said, down. Yeah, like I said, he's proven to be the most consistent driver when it comes to uh, th- this type of racing. Even like more than like Chris Bell and whatnot. So like when you look at that, you want if you if you're betting a top ten, you want a guy that's consistent that can really like you can count on to get to you know, get across the line in a good reasonable position. So that's him. <laughs> Done. I am sold. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> but uh, what, what are these other top tens you have here? Austin Dillon, Almarola, Gregson? Yeah, there's uh, Austin Dillon's kind of an obvious one. I mean, he, his, he's like the one guy I'll look at track, track history a little bit. I'm going to look at his, his, his numbers in the first Richmond race, but I know he's in a bunch of top tens. And at Richmond, I think it's like five or seven or something along those lines in the past seven races. He's just been very strong. And he was really, really strong at Martinsville. Um, he, had, he, he, he might have had the best car down the stretch after the sunset in that race. Uh, he was also very good at Phoenix and good at the Clash. So, for, you know, for his standards, uh, it's pretty strong. Um, yeah, my my dad my data set it's similar to yours. It doesn't have the clash in it, um, but it's got Austin Dillon twelfth in average fast laps, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. So that that's uh that's confidence boosting for sure. And I believe he has a good pit crew. I don't have the pit data up. I remember They're, looking at the numbers, and they, they were number one as of last last week. I don't, yeah, I don't know what they changed to now, but yeah, they. I, I I texted you about it. I was like, wait, is this right? Austin Dillon's got the best crew. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's very surprising, but you got to remember, like Tyler Reddick is having an incredible season, uh, and uh, Reddick gets it done on the track, you know. Right. So you got to get it done on the track. We also need to get it done on pit roads. You know, the pit crew has got to be there. Um, so I feel like at the short tracks, uh, track position matters more than this. Uh, you know, this maybe the skill of the driver. Uh, you got to be in, in position on the racetrack. So the way to do that is is by being fast on off pit roads. So that's a big deal, I think, this week. Agreed. Especially with all the, with all the pit stops, we, we're going to be pitting a lot with this tire wear. So you need fast pit crews this week. Yeah, this is they're they're going to be pit row is going to be busy. So I think anytime you get into like even a reasonable pit window, you're coming. You're just, absolutely. You're bringing it down for four tires, or you're going to be left behind. So if you if you run ten laps and the caution comes out, you're getting you're tires. <laughs> so yeah, I wonder how many sets they get. It's probably like twelve or thirteen, right? I think it's <laughs> definitely over ten. Yeah, it's a very expensive week when it comes to uh, buying tires, <laughs> for sure. So, um, I guess in the matchups, we're just hitting a lot of these guys again. It looks like. Yeah, it's, that- it's pretty much a repeat for me. It's uh, we got Elliott over Larson. Uh, Kyle Larson has been in a funk. Uh, if you look at his short track data, it's it's pretty it's pretty rough. Um, the best race he had this year on on a short flat track was the Clash. That was way back before like he did all the changes. Of, you know, we found out more about how to set the cars up, etc. Um, after that. He's really not been so great. Um, struggled at the first Richmond. He, Richmond is not a track for Kyle Larson. Um, the one I remember he a couple of years ago when he was dominating every single week, he went to Richmond and he, he had a legitimate 20, 20th place car. Um, yeah. So yep. Really don't want to back Larson this week at all. Especially like when you have Chase Elliott on the other side. Uh, Elliott's had the fastest car pretty much every week. Pit crew's good. Uh, just uh, last week feels like an anomaly. Uh, I, I don't really know what to do with last week. Is his worst week of the season? So maybe there's a little bit like again 
some lack of confidence from the sports books themselves on Elliot this week. Um, I, I, I could slip on. Yeah, I was going to say I could slip on my tinfoil hat again if if necessary. <laughs> Arch is the music. Do, do you have that still? We can cue it up. Yeah, man. All right, here we go. So uh, after the race, Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott's cars were both, um, I guess, impounded to the NASCAR R&D Center. So the theory goes, and, you know, and Elliott was kind of slow. So the theory goes that maybe they have been cheating somehow, um, but they got tipped off and they took out whatever cheating mechanism that they had worked into the car slowed it down because they knew it was going to get impounded by nascar afterwards so who knows but that that could be you know maybe what happened last week that's the end of the thought what do you think steve i think i mean i think it's possible uh likely Mm, sure i mean there's consensus out there that Elliot possibly had an illegal race car when he won a championship i mean who knows i mean We've seen NASCAR be suspicious about caution flags coming out when Elliott's leading uh, Coda. It was pouring rain all day, and all of a sudden, Chase Elliott takes the lead, and uh, they call the race. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's NASCAR's golden boy. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, it's coming from a guy who has a die cast right here on the, on the shelf. So, I don't mind it. You know, I, I hope he's got that got that thing tuned up and cheated out and ready to roll because, you know, DK pays out the win wagers anyway. So I'm firing. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't want to – there's going to be a lot of steam this week with guys on Toyota. And I mentioned it I, because Toyota has been historically very good at Richmond. They're – Yes, they're they're good. The first race, um, a lot of it played into the strategy. I feel like, but I wouldn't look past the Hendrick cars too much this week either, um, because G- G- Gibbs especially has not really been all that fast on two track types this year. The road courses especially, and then these types of race tracks, the shorter flat tracks, they were really bad at Phoenix. Um. I don't. They were not very good at Martinsville. I don't believe that was pretty much dominated by um, Penske and Hendrick. So I mean, those are two racetracks you want to look at and compare. And um, they just they, they didn't have it. I don't. They didn't really have it in New Hampshire either. I don't, from from the numbers are telling me. I mean, so that's that's three races right there. But Gibbs hasn't really showed up. Mm. So yeah, I mean, and we were all over. We were all over those Toyotas last week, and that 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 was kind of disappointing. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not in a big hurry to load up one to Toyota tickets again this week. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, man. So what do we, uh, what do we got for the head to heads for the people? I have a ridiculous number here. It's Kevin Harvick. I got it at plus two fifteen over Denny Hamlin. Uh, I don't know what in the world they're thinking, even putting this out, but I believe now it's like plus one ninety on DraftKings. Uh, Harvick was actually faster than Hamlin, like by quite a bit <laughs> at the first Richmond race. I mean, he finished second. I mean, Hamlin won the race, but really he did that based off of uh, strategy. He, he wasn't even inside the top 10 when it came to green flag speed. Yeah, he was uh, 12.7, I think. 
Yeah. Uh, he wasn't fast at New Hampshire. He wasn't good at Phoenix. Um, I don't, for some reason, I took the numbers out of Martinsville and Gateway. I don't know what happened there. Oh, Gateway. That's right. Ross Chastain wrecked him in Gateway. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, looking at that, I mean, Harvick is five spots ahead of Hamlin when looking at um, the numbers here. Harvick has been really strong at Phoenix, Richmond, uh, decent in Martinsville, not so good at Gateway, but that's kind of more, like I said, the intermediate. And then he was extremely good at, at New Hampshire. So I, I I love how the form is on Harvick. Um, I like I said, I don't I don't think he has the raw pace to win the race, but I think he has enough pace to beat Hamlin and certainly enough pace to uh, want to play a matchup at plus one ninety. <laughs> you know, yeah, for sure. That 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 was like a just a really strange number. And it's you know it's probably because because Hamlin won at the last mm. excuse me at the last Richmond race, but Harvick was really fast too at the end of that. If there was probably what like twenty or twenty five more laps, Harvick was going to catch him. So yeah, he uh, was one of the guys on the two stop strategy. So he certainly took advantage of the tires. Um, but uh, Harvick's had a good pit crew. Um, I, I think he, he certainly makes less mistakes on pit road than Denny Hamlin does. Uh, I don't like Denny Hamlin this week because you got he got to go on pit road a whole lot, and we know how much Denny Hamlin's been making mistakes on pit road this year. I think he's got the most pit road penalties. I believe he does, and it's, it may not even be close because he's been awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So nice. That's something to look at for sure. You know, maybe catch one of those late. That'll be a that'll be a real coup. So, um. I kind of wanted to talk about one, uh, Ryan Blaney over Ross. Yeah, you don't mind. Yeah, so uh, at the, the first Richmond race, Blaney, he led the most laps, 128 laps, um, spent 99.5% of the day in the top 15% of the field, or the top 15 of the field. Um, but he was one of the guys that was on the wrong pit strategy, finished seventh. Um, but, you know, Blaney's green flag speed, has been there all year long, but he's, he's, he's got to win at this point. He is, you know, one of the couple guys, him and Truex fighting for this last playoff position. So, mm-hmm. you know, we we're not big narrative guys, but you know, we have been known to bet on, you know, paint schemes before or uh, sponsors before, you know, not afraid to admit it, but <laughs> you know, Blaney, Blaney needs a win real bad. And, you know, I think, this would probably be the place to do it. Daytona is a kind of a crapshoot. Watkins Glen, you know, he's okay on the road courses, but that's probably not the spot to do it. So I think this is the spot that they've got circled out of the, the races that are left. So, you know, it, this is, this is a Chastain matchup, or I'm sorry, this is a Blaney over Chastain matchup. I'm, I'm happy to bet it. So I, are you, are you in on it as well? Uh, yes, I am. And I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about why. Um, so, I mean, Blaney's pretty much been at the top, you know, across the board at just about everywhere this week. So not this week, this year, when it comes to short flat tracks on Phoenix, Richmond, Martinsville, and Gateway, all near the top of the board when it comes to green flag speed. Uh, there is a huge cl- drop off at New Hampshire. But when you see something like that, you just have to assume that it was, they missed a setup. So I would assume that they would go right back to what they saw at the first Richmond race. I wouldn't be worried too much. Um, I would confidently say 
that uh, Blaney. I didn't really, I didn't really bring this up in the intro, but it's the playoffs. Uh, there's only three weeks left before the season ends and the playoffs begin. And Blaney and Truex are the two guys that need wins to pretty much secure those spots. So, you know, Blaney and Truex are probably going to be bringing the best equipment possible this weekend to make sure they can maximize their opportunity to win this race. Like I said, it's extremely important. So I don't see them going too far off the beaten path. They're going to bring the best stuff they got. And uh, that's why I feel pretty good about this. You know, and this is a short track, and um, Ross Chastain tends to rough people up, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him get it back to him at some point, <laughs> to, you know, Sunday. Yeah, I mean, he's he's owed more than a few, so yeah. Um, but it looks like you got what three more here, right? Chris Bell over Kyle Busch, um, Byron over Reddick, Truex over Hamlin. Is anything stick out there that you want to talk about? Yeah, we haven't gotten into Christopher Bell's too much, so I do want to touch on that one on either side. Uh, Christopher Bell, uh, one of the best this year when it comes to short, flat tracks. He won at um, New Hampshire. We were on him. That was a nice little win. Uh, really strong in the first Richmond race. Um, decent at Martinsville. Uh, and, and okay at Gateway. So... I mean, Chris Rebell has made his hay when it comes in the Xfinity series too, when it comes to this track type, he, he has dominated Richmond in the Xfinity series. So, um, this is, I mean, this is, this is, uh, if you want to play Chris Rebell, this is where you do it. Uh, you play it right now what he's with, uh, with Gibbs, who's had success here at this track and you're playing him against Kyle Busch who is absolutely reeling right now. He, he, hmm. I, I can't remember like, how many weeks it has been since he's finished inside the top 10. Oh my goodness. I don't know, but I can, I can look, but it's been a while. Yeah, I no, no idea often. The distractions, um, just the, things are not going well um, for Kyle Bush right now. And you're getting a bell at plus money there. So, Feels like uh, that seems like Bell certainly wins this more than fifty percent of the time. I would say so. Yeah, it, it's been since Gateway, so it's been eight eight races since he's been in the top ten. Yeah, looking at the numbers, uh, Kyle Busch struggled a little bit at, at New Hampshire. Uh, I think Kyle Busch is the best car at Gateway, but you're kind of leaning. This makes sense because you're leaning more on the intermediate style of racing at gateway even though it's flat uh and then he's he's good at pocono so like that kind of makes sense because that's kind of kind of a flatter track too but you go back like the the uh, martinsville was not all that good for him phoenix not all that good uh first first richmond he was running well he had the tape issue where he got called down the pit road late Uh, nascar boxed the call there so that wasn't really all on him but, um, I mean, things like that weigh in your mind. So, it's just another yeah. thing that you think is what, what can go wrong this week, you know? For sure. For sure. And we already talked about Byron. Um, I just want to fade Reddick this week. That's another play. Just, just, just fade Reddick. Um, <laughs> Reddick is just not the guy for short, flat tracks. Um, if you look at the numbers, really, they're just uh, – I, I got to scroll down. <laughs> yeah. So 
Uh, looks like he's around 17th, 18th, and just just uh, just above the top 20. Um, yeah, so really, really a struggle at New Hampshire. He's he's gonna catch some recency bias from these road courses that have absolutely no correlation to what we're doing this weekend. So just like William Byron there for both sides. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. And then uh, you like Truex over Hamlin. Is that yeah, just so, motivation based? Yeah, we're uh, obviously obviously uh, riding Truex there for his uh, motivation to want to get into the playoffs, fading Denny Hamlin for the reasons I mentioned, uh, the pit road issues, the, the lack of speed in general on this type of track. Um, so that's. I almost wish that, I could bet on like, will somebody incur a pit road violation? You know, that'd probably be like a plus three or plus four hundred. That'd be pretty cool. If that was a prop. Yeah, they should put that in the specials. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> Lord knows I'd bet it. Like, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, so that that cleans up the card for me. Um, anything else? Bubba Wallace. I just want to talk about Bubba Wallace. Um, his number opened up at 15 to 1. And like just a few weeks ago, um, you know, he was opening up 100 to 1 and higher at some tracks uh you know intermediate tracks so he actually can have speed i mean that's a huge huge difference in price on opening and he's 2000 now you open up at 15 at, you know 1500 uh what are you thinking here this i i don't mind fading bubble walls here this is not one of his best racetracks by any means yeah i was thinking it's time to go the other way because i you yeah. know we, we've had bubba on the card you know we we cashed a just a sick 15 to one top 10 ticket. He was really, really strong last week. Um, but yeah, I mean, his, his track history is not good here. He doesn't rank very well in, in my, in my sheet. And, you know, judging by what you just said, he's not very strong in yours. So might be time to take advantage of it. It looks like you can catch a, a head to head with Daniel Suarez at plus money against Wallace. Kind of, kind of like that. Um, I don't, I don't see anything else yet, but I'll, you know, I'll keep looking, but Man, Suarez is a dog. That that feels good. Yeah, it's Suarez is a tough one because he's the other guy I really don't want to play this week. So you're kind of, in my opinion, you're you're basically playing a Toyota versus a Chevy there because I don't think either one of those guys are strong in this type of racing. Um, Suarez has been um, absolutely horrendous, especially like at Martinsville, and this is kind of similar to Martinsville. Been, around he's not he's outside the top 20 when it comes to raw speed and when it, he's he's actually right next to Bubba Wallace believe it or not oh on, well, the, then, on the short flat tracks and and that's with Bubba Wallace's really strong run at New Hampshire so Wallace actually has the recent form there well it sounds like oh. you've saved me from a misstep <laughs> I mean I can't blame you because you know, the track house cars have speed every week yeah so hmm. I would definitely probably pass or play Bubba there. I really don't like Suarez this week, personally. Okay. Well, I'll pass then. I'm not going to play Bubba. No, I, I don't blame you whatsoever. <laughs> I would just, yeah, I would probably not play. I just want to talk about like Bubba a little bit because he's, he finished second last week and he's, he was extremely hard on himself. <laughs> yeah, man. That was, that was tough to, tough to watch that post-race interview i'm like man he just finished second you know go give mm -hmm. out some high fives and cash a good check <laughs> right 
So, but yeah, I, um, that that's that's all I got. You have anything else? No, that's about it. That covers almost everything, I think. Hmm. Nice. Cool. So cool, Arch. That's uh, that's it, brother. That's it. Well, another week in the books. A- any final thoughts, gentlemen? No, man. No. How was your nap? <laughs> nap. Yeah. Well, I mean, just you know. I didn't didn't hear much from you. I didn't know if you were gonna, you know, suggest a head to head or. Oh no, I'm know. good. I'm good. As, as I told Steve when you were taking your little break from the show, sure, I'm, these are all leans. I'm just leaning everything this week. Oh, just leans. I I did miss I missed the group winner. I. <laughs> oh, well, I, spit it out. I'm not used to playing group winners, but this one really stuck out to me. You got Eric Amarola over there, a plus five hundred. Against William Byron, uh, Suarez, and Alex Bowman. Um, we've seen Amarola be really, really good at these uh, flat tracks. So, And we've seen Harvick win last week. Uh, I think the Fords are kind of uh, finding their way. And I think Amarola kind of has stood out when the Fords were struggling. So, And that one, if you want to play this, I, I wouldn't mind playing like Aaron Gomerola to win at 50 to one, because he, again, he's a guy that needs to win to get into the playoffs. So if he can do that, uh, he, he may be a guy that gets like off. He, he plays some, some weird strategy games and he may get the, he may get it done here. You never know. So plus 500, you're, you're playing him against, like I, I just thought about fading Suarez, Fading Bowman. I mean, Bowman's not been all that good when it comes to this types of flat tracks. He, I think he said New Hampshire is one of his least favorite racetracks on the circuit, and this is pretty similar to New Hampshire. Like, Agreed. He mentioned he doesn't. He doesn't like. He doesn't really know like how to drive these types of racetracks. So, I, in my opinion, I feel like you're almost getting Almarola versus William Byron in that situation. Don't you think? At plus yeah, five hundred. I mean, that that feels that feels good because I mean Almarola, like you said it at. New Hampshire, that that's that's his wheelhouse, and this is probably the most comparable thing to that. So, yeah, I mean, five to one, and and I mean, it's not like Murderer's Row in there. It's you know Byron who's found a lot of ways to mess up, mm-hmm. and then you know Suarez who you just said is very weak, and Bowman hasn't done hasn't done shit in a long no. time. So no. yeah, five to one. I'm I'm betting it right now before we go off the air. <laughs> there <Yeah>. we go. <laughs> This is the, this is the way I kind of like to almost hedge our William Byron losses, like just in case William Byron doesn't have the day we hope we hope for him to have. You can uh, ride Amarola at five to one there and maybe save save face a little bit, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah. if you really want, if you really want to, we, I, I forgot to mention I took him. I, I added this on. I took him for a top ten, so you can. Play the top ten there for Almarola, um, FanDuel plus one seventy five, and I like I said, I really don't mind playing the outright at fifty to one. I, I haven't officially played that, but I think it's a nice lean if you want to get into that a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm on it. I'm betting that too. I, I was just thinking that with a price like that, the top ten has to be plus money. So yeah, plus one seventy five uh, is super good. Yep, that feels good. It all feels good. I'm I'm looking at Almarola's other flat tracks. Uh, he was second. His car was second best in driver rating at Gateway. He was really strong at New Hampshire. He was really strong at Martinsville. Uh, the only blemish was his first race at Richmond. I don't know what really happened the first race at Richmond, but I can't imagine it was bad enough for him to be ranked. Let's see. I'm just going to sort this column here, and I'll let you know. 
let me see. It, it's outside the top ten. I mean, um, yeah, twenty third. I mean, Almirola is not a twenty third place car at at, uh, at Richmond. He's always inside the top ten. So you know, it must have been a mechanical problem or something was off. I think um, at New Hampshire he had the, the uh, he lost the gear. Correct. So he could have ran better than he actually did that day, and his driver rating was still up there and well inside the top ten and you know cars. So I think Amarillo is getting sleeped on this week. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. So I'm in. I bet all that stuff just now. Feeling good. So cool game. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope everybody has a good night. Let's uh, let's cash some tickets on Sunday. I'm I'm ready. Sounds good. All right. I'm, I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm excited to see how this new uh, modeling system does for me because I use, I don't I haven't really, like been a guy that's like looked into like uh, using data like this deep. I'm just I'm, I'm diving into like uh, this stuff. So I've been pretty doing okay. We're just kind of eyeballing it, but uh, look, you know, I'm looking at the simple stuff simple numbers but i'm i'm i'm, I'm trying to uh your, your darts plays man you like uh, you know it's inspiring me to get into the deeper uh modeling and algorithms you know yeah i was thinking it might have been the uh the excel world championships that that got you fired up for it the what the uh excel world championships i guess that was televised on the four letter network 12 or something is that right arch yeah it was something like that yeah so, yeah, cool. Well, maybe we'll sign you up next year, Steve. I'll have to look into that because I—that's something I had no idea even a thing. <laughs> oh, it's a thing. It's that's a thing. incredible. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.